has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. And welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the Right Network. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me today is a guest that wrote an article that really caught our eye. His name is Drew Van Boris, and he attends San Diego State, and he writes for the College Fix currently. Uh, Drew, how are you doing today? Good. Great to be here. Great to have you. Uh, it's always great to talk to a young, up-and-coming conservative, or one could say even, I guess, MAGA writer, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Now, what really uh, kind of inspired you to want to uh, write for a political, uh, or for that matter, a conservative, from a conservative standpoint, um, I guess, for the college fix? And how does that really translate, given that California is so liberal? Um, well, the reason I wrote, you know, for a conservative uh, group like that is, you know, I, I've grown up with my, my entire family's conservative, you know, so I've always kind of grown up with those values. And I used to find politics to be really boring and all of that until about I hit high school, I'd say. And then, you know, I just really started to catch on. And then when I was a senior in high school, we had the 2016 election with Donald Trump. And that really, you know, I really wanted him to win. And when he did, I just got so excited about it. And I just think conservative writing really became, you know, a part of my passion. I really like doing it. I like showing the world, you know, what's going on with, you know, no bias, no fake news, all that. So I just have such a great time with it. And being in California, it's, it's not the easiest sometimes, especially being a college student, because, you know, there's so many um, liberals around and all of that that, that don't like what we do. But it, it's all worth it. Yeah, but one thing I would say that makes it really worthwhile is that you really are on the, I would say, the cultural battle line right there in California. So you probably see and hear and witness a lot of things that give you a lot of material to write about. Yeah, all, all the time. You know, as you said, I attend San Diego State University and, you know, all the time they're, they're, they hold these events, you know, that are just completely left wing and biased and all of that. And so being in California and a college student, I kind of get a, a double feed of, of all the liberal stuff. So the um, one thing that caught us, caught our eye here at New Right Network, and I think that if people want to read it, I definitely want you to be telling them where they can read this article. You wrote something about VeggieTales, and we want to go yeah. ahead and tell what that article was about and what, what's really behind that. Sure. So that, um, the story behind that is that was at Cal State University San Marcos um, in San Marcos, California, and they held what is called a, a whiteness forum, which is where they take what's called a critical look at whiteness, and they have a multi-purpose room with um, – a bunch of student created projects set up uh, all around the room. You know, they have these poster boards and all of that, basically showing a bunch of different ways that whiteness is bad in society and how it's affecting you in ways you don't know. And right, all basically, of that. it's the uh, let's hate all straight white males day. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I go to it and um, just to see what's going on. And um, one of the projects there claims that VeggieTales, the, the Christian cartoon television show, is actually racist because um, 
it was something like the characters are colored. That was the first thing. And the second thing was that the evil characters have Latino accents and the good characters have um, supposedly white accents. That was they're different colors like vegetables are in nature, you mean? Yes, yes. They were were genuinely mad that, uh, like, Larry the tomato was red or something, you know. (laughs) It's ridiculous, man. (laughs) Yeah. So So I don't get how... So you wrote this article. uh, Have you got any feedback about it? I mean, after you wrote about the racist VeggieTales and their plot to destroy the youth of America? Yeah, I mean, after I wrote it, a, a lot of people, it got reposted a bunch of places. People just found it absolutely ridiculous because, you know, it is. I mean, there, there's no way that, that a tomato that's red can somehow be related to skin color. I mean, everything has colors, you know? It was ridiculous. Unless you're colorblind, you can blatantly see that in all of nature, that literally these vegetables are a natural color that unless... I guess God Almighty that created us all is racist and made these all different colors to purposely try to get our goat in 2019. Um, I guess then, uh, yeah, it's natural. Yeah, I, I don't know what that student was thinking. I mean, I, I think they kind of, they were taking, the whole reason they were doing these projects was for a class they were taking. So it was part of that, but I don't know how you get racism. When you say this is a lot like a lot of things in college nowadays, that it's just forced outrage, fake outrage. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, students, they're, they're forced to act like there's a problem, protests everywhere all the time saying they're not, they're, it's always their victims, you know, they're, they're never, they'll never be righteous. They'll just say like, oh, there's always something wrong that's affecting me, you know, this or that. Yeah, they definitely have a bad case of post-colonial guilt that I think that they need to just kind of get over, you know? Exactly. Uh, well, you know, what's crazy is uh, you attend San Diego State, like you mentioned. San Diego is actually probably the most conservative area of California. So, and that's a... Uh, that's Possibly. I'd say Orange County, too. San, San Francisco, huh? I'd I say Orange County, too, is pretty conservative. But yeah, San Diego, it's definitely the worst thing about that. But uh, so what do you think, um, has anybody you went to school with recognized you for writing that article and criticizing the uh, Veggie Tales uh, outrage day, I guess? Um, no one at the school ha- has brought it up about me, especially because this didn't occur at, at my actual school. It occurred at Cal State San Marcos. But um, I've, I've heard, you know, people hit me up on Twitter or Facebook saying like, hey, I saw you wrote that article, like great job or some sometimes some not nice things. But, you know, be, people see it around and all that. Well, you know, when you read those not nice things and I will hope every conservative writer that hears this takes this to heart, you know, you get the most flack when you're over the target. Exactly. If you, you know, we're hitting a curve. They wouldn't say a word to you. Yeah. I like to think, you know, whenever I, if I'm getting hate on Twitter or whatever, um, that if I weren't getting any hate, then, you know, I'm probably not doing what I want to do, which is to make a difference. You know, you, you know, you're hitting the target, like you said, when you're, when people are coming at you and disagreeing with you and calling you names or whatever. hundred percent true. So, uh, well, I guess, you know, let's get your opinion on a couple things. What do you think about, uh, what's going to happen with the state of California? I mean, it seems to be you know, sliding further and further to the left. I mean, how long until you take on every illegal welfare case in the world and the ta- California taxpayer uh, foots the bill for it. You know, I couldn't tell you. I keep thinking, like, w- how much farther left can this go? You know, we're letting in these illegal immigrants. We're paying for all these things for them. You know, how much farther they can go. But every year, California um, doesn't cease to surprise me. And honestly, I-, I couldn't tell you. I think 
I think they'll just keep going until, you know, they can't anymore. Well, uh, they certainly are going to be tested. Uh, you know, the seventh largest economy in the world, I believe, California is. And, but the wealth gap in California is truly astonishing. It is heaven or hell. I mean, people live, some of the richest people in the world live in California, a lot of them. A lot of the biggest companies in the world are based in California. But also, it's unbelievable the amount of poverty, homelessness, particularly in Los Angeles. We're seeing that on national TV. I mean... Is it that bad? Or I know San Diego is a pretty nice place, but I mean, what do Californians think about this? You know, in California, we do have a, a massive homeless problem. A lot of people aren't sure what to do about the about it. You know, even outside my building, you know, I'll, I'll see homeless people all the time. And in LA, has the worst of it, I'm sure, and San Francisco, um, which is funny because LA and San Francisco also have tons and tons of rich people. So. I don't know, but it, there definitely is a, a large wealth gap, like you said. What, I, what I'd like to see is maybe some of these people, let's say, just take Los Angeles. If these liberals that live in these fortresses, like in Bel Air, behind these gates and these walls, if they care so much about it and they really want to make a difference, they, could, they, they, have, the, they have the wealth and means to do it. Perhaps they should take in five or ten homeless people or families and then let them you know, exist on their property. Yeah, you know, it, it's always funny to see them um, online on Twitter and saying like, oh, we should do more to, to help the poor, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're a multimillionaire, and, you know, wh why don't you bring in some of them, you know? They, they always want to talk, but they never want to do any action on it when it involves their own money and not taxpayer money. And so it's just funny to see. You mean you know, your money, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's Liberals always just are best spending your money. Yes, exactly. But, you know, they... It's all talk with them, it, you know, it, the celebrity rich types. It's all talk. They they never want to follow through. They would never take in, you know, five or ten homeless people, even though it, it wouldn't affect them monetarily whatsoever. Or even a better uh, example is how every every uh, movie star that makes money, like in these action movies that, you know, in the movies, they're shooting people up, they're blowing things up, they're doing all these crazy things. But yet they hate the NRA. They go out and say people shouldn't own guns, even though they made all their money with it. But yet all their bodyguards carry guns. And also they don't yeah. like the border wall, but yet they literally live behind walls. Hey, matter of fact, if you want to live by example, have your bodyguards get rid of the guns, take down your walls, invite in illegal legals and homeless, and you personally put them up in your house. And then I will say, okay, you, you are walking the walk. You, you're not a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. what do you think about that? And, and I would say that too, but they they just want to they, they think they're above the law. You know, they would like everyone else to not have guns so they feel safer and all of that, but they wouldn't want to give up their own because they know that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. So, they're not they don't want to give uh, up their guns through their security guards because then they know they wouldn't be protected as much, but they also don't want the common person to be protected, you know, through their own Second Amendment rights. So let me go to another California issue for you, because I think this is something that's going to rear its ugly head again. There's certain people in the state of California that have this fantasiful dream of splitting the state into different states. And I know a lot of Democrats like that because that would give them two more senators per mm -hmm. each one of those. So it would shift the Senate in the favor of the Democrats. Um, are you hearing anything more about this splitting the state up, or is that all just over with? You know, I heard about that probably about three months ago, and it sounded more kind of like 
something one or two, you know, important people brought up, but I haven't heard any real evidence that that's going to end up happening. I would be highly surprised if that happened, you know, just because, I mean, it's California and it's liberal haven, but I, I would just be surprised if they split it up into three states or two states or whatever. But, you know, you, you never know with these people. Well, you know what's crazy about California demographically when you're speaking about liberals and conservatives? Um, again, you know, uh, home state of Ronald Reagan, major conservative icon. Uh, you know, many, many great conservatives and thought leaders are from California. Mm -hmm. um, and as a matter of fact, there's a ton of Republicans, very conservative Republicans in the state of California. Uh, there's a great saying that says there is no such thing as a blue state, only blue cities. Yeah, and I think that's very I true. Yeah. So. What do you? What would your prediction um, as far as? Let's go with a native Californian since you're there, because I, I you seem to be very in tune with what's happening in California currently. What do you think is going to happen with Kamala Harris? Well, I know she's running for president. I, I definitely don't think she's going to win. So I think once she loses that, she'll probably just go back to being a senator and trying to raise taxes and take away your guns and all of that. I mean, that'd be my prediction, and I think probably most people's you know, who believe anything like that. But I don't think she has any real chance in the 2020 election. Okay, okay. Well, she's a big champion of something that's also very big on college campuses, and that is the left's worship of identity politics and political correctness. Um, on a college campus, do you think that they teach um, identity politics, even over proven science and reason and everything else? It's put out the highest regard. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I mean, identity politics on college campuses is everything. You know, they always talk about, it's all about race and it's all about, you know, your, your sexual orientation and all of these different things. They don't care about anything that has to do with facts. It's all about feelings. And I think they, they place that higher than anything else, especially professors. I think I definitely I definitely know you're right about that. I'm not even going to say it and feign like I'm going to say I think it's a hundred percent. It's a fact. This is not opinion. Completely. Right. So uh, what do you think needs to be done about that? I mean, I'm sure that you know a few conservatives there at San Diego State. And uh, do you guys have a group going? And because I think that you guys probably need a support group at this point, you know, trauma center or yeah. something. Yeah, seriously. A, a safe space almost. But um yeah, we have we have uh, uh, SDSU College Republicans here, and you know they're a good group of people, and they hold events for conservative speakers and all of that. But as far as what needs to be done, I think you know I think the first step would be getting rid of tenure because that just allows any professor to you know after they're here for a tiny bit and get tenure to to stay for as long as they basically want and they can do whatever they want and essentially not get fired unless it was something you know really terrible. Um, so I think a first step would be to get rid of that so we don't have that issue anymore. And, you know, professors actually want to teach their subject instead of teach politics. I think it's very well said. We uh, here at New Right Network, we try to foster those uh, voices and try to get the message out because I think that's very unique. And I think that the collegiate youth of America, is the conservative um, faction of that is very um, – well, it's not represented. I would say underrepresented, but it's basically non-represented. So um, I do want to uh, say um, I really love that article, and I really hope to see more from you. And you know, anybody that's listening to this, um, you know, come you know, uh, email us at info at newrightnetwork.com, and we are always taking applications for writers and editors. Uh, if somebody's looking for you, by the way, um, on social media, where would they find you? 
Sure. So all of my uh, social media is at Drew Van Voris. At Drew Van, uh, that is on where again? Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. It, it's, uh, it's all at Drew Van Voris. There you go. And everybody out there, you can find us, as always, at www.newrightnetwork.com. And find us on social media. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at New Right Network, one word. We are also on Parlay, Parlor. I think I said that right. It's up and coming, <laughs> and uh, we are there. And uh, also, uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. And other than that, everybody, I hope you have a great day. Drew, again, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Stick around one moment, and that's a wrap. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.